which means this is our last match against Portland for the Challenge Cup. And we won our last one? No. Yeah? No, against we didn't. Against Portland? No. That's the game oh. Bella scored on us. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I was hopeful. <laughs> everyone and welcome to casual fc an angel city preview pod we're back with angel city i'm your host yes. angela morales and this is my guy mario salazar what up so we're back from doing our world cup coverage for a little for bit now. we're gonna be for now we're gonna be <laughs> juggling both we're gonna be juggling some challenge cup stuff for a little bit we might get into some regular season. I'd have to look at the schedule again. I know. I'm I'm juggling the World Cup schedule, Angel City schedule, my own. Like, what time do I go to work schedule, even though it's the same every day? Like, I I don't know what time it is. I barely know what day World it is Cup, anymore. Yes, I think World Cup screws up with everybody in a way where you don't even know what day it is. No. We, we know someone. We have a friend, Teresa, who... I just came to find out today as we were talking, has watched every single World Cup match live. What? I, this Iron Woman here, like, is... So many props. (laughs) I was like, if you keep this going, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you something. And we're gonna, I'm gonna make you a little plaque or something. That's amazing. So, Teresa, here's to you. That's amazing. (laughs) You're a champ. Thank you for doing that for all of us. I've watched the majority of games on replay. I have been burning the candle at both ends and in the middle, and it's caught up with me. So there's been a lot of sleep happening over the last week. So I've been catching games when I can. Like We are currently recording at the end of the Columbia-South Korea game. No, but And, and before, before New Zealand. And Philippines. I yeah, think. so. Yes, We're doing what we correct. can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are back because we have a Angel Challenge City Cup and the game. NWSL got to, yeah, they got to do what they got to do. Challenge Cup is still going on. Yep. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So on the last episode of Angel City FC Challenge Cup Edition, we played the San Diego Wave at BMO. So at home for us. Where we won two to one in the most beautiful fashion. Oh my god! Like that game, the stadium was rocking. It was such a needed win, and the way we record these pods, we don't get to talk about it till now. No, and so (laughs) we've both been like itching to be like, oh my god, we won! Yeah, we were texting each other in the stadium, just screaming. I'm screaming. High-fiving all the people in my section. Like, my mom's jumping up and down. Like, all of us are just hooting and hollering. And I'm texting Mario downstairs. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, my, we, yeah. So I had my kids there and like they, my, my daughter was like screaming her head off. I don't <laughs> think she absolutely knew what was happening, but she knew. Doesn't that matter. Scored, she knew. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> the place was just hype and she was going along for the ride and it was just great. And it was a very, very much needed win. We're going to get to it in a second, but at the beginning we were like, hey, there's almost basically no chance whatsoever. Yeah, so we had these. a whole thing about me saying, you know what? I think we should just say, screw the challenge cut. Use these as friendlies. Like, just play around with the lineups. Do things that, like, maybe it won't make sense during the regular season. So we do them now to, like, regroup. And now I'm just like, we're going to win everything. It's completely flipped on its head. Because after the last game, we went from fourth place to second. And then for, for a like, bit. a hot minute. For two weeks, Yeah. <laughs> But to give you a quick recap of the last game, we won two to one. We obviously scored twice. Madison Hammond had her first NWSL goal. So it's the first goal by an indigenous player. First goal for Madison. First, also, like, just fastest goal like in the Challenge fastest Cup history. Goal, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was one of those where she set a precedent and set a record two minutes it into was, the freaking game. It was officially clocked. At two minutes right because yeah. whenever they do any stats they just round it to the minute but this was at like one minute and like 45, 45. seconds or something yeah like it was stupid fast and i think that's what really shot the energy into everybody's veins was oh we're gonna play like this now okay and then 15 minutes later in the 18th minute clarice lebiant comes in hits a banger and it was like oh all right cool <laughs> all right i don't know who this team is anymore but i love it <laughs> i'm all here for it and then against san diego and yeah having that kind of comeback you know what i think it was really and i think i, I texted it to you too becky totally heard the episode she we talked about oh no we talked about playing we talked about being loose having fun experiment <laughs> you know you got nothing to lose and that's kind of what we did and it just rocked the house so it did becky thank you for listening and <laughs> we'll try oh, to keep no. up the good notes <laughs> <laughs> for san diego's effort danielle coloprico shot like just freaking kicked a rocket of a goal it it in the was. 63rd just... minute that like shook the stadium it was one of those where everybody just kind of went oh 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 okay yes yeah it, like okay it took the wind a little out of the sails but you know held being on. being like in the middle of that second half but we held on we got the win everybody went crazy it was it's just good stuff definitely definitely it was crazy they played their like 15 year old and cap did a fantastic job defending her it was just it was a great match overall Alrighty. so how is the challenge cup looking what are the standings how crazy is everything do tell so things have been shifting around like we like we mentioned after this win one of the exciting things in like texting each other and when i set up the script outline for this episode was we're in second place. And then there was a match that the oil rain 
and Portland had recently that because mm-hmm. they had an extra game in hand. They recently had it, and now everybody's even at four matches played, and we are in third, which is, granted, better than I thought we were going to be. And, like, we in third we solidly, not, like, by accident. Not tied. Yeah, yeah not, we're tied, not tied, for not third. by accident. Yeah, so, we're definitely holding strong. We're, yeah, we're currently in third, so in the West, really, and that's the, that's the only one we need to worry about at the moment. We've got the OL Reign. In first place with 10 points, Portland Thorns, who we're playing next with six, us in third with four points, and then the Wave in fourth with three points. Now, we're recording this on the 24th. There is a match the day before this match on the 28th, and it will be Ole Rain with San Diego. So... Things could change a little, but the result of that match almost doesn't matter if you follow me down this rabbit hole. All right, get ready, <laughs> buckle in. I'm gonna go a little like a little like Charlie Day, always like sending Philadelphia like, murder board <laughs> yarn everywhere. Let's look at all the permutations of what's gonna happen. So, winning the West not gonna happen. Just Straight out, mathematically, the chances... Okay, okay. I will say, it is possible, but the chances are super, 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 super tiny. In order for us to move on, the Oil Rain have to lose both matches that they have left, and we have to win both matches that we have left. And we also have to get a better goal differential, because if... They lose, we win, we're tied at 10 points. Now we need to have a better goal differential to actually get that first place. So they're currently at six points plus, which means they have scored six in the four matches that they've played, and they've also not allowed any score against them in those four matches, which is amazing. It's insane. (laughs) We're at a negative two. So we've, we've scored four, but we've been scored against six. So hence the negative two. So we would need to win our two matches and surpass that plus six goal differential that they have to win it outright. Like I said, really, really, really tiny, uh, slim (laughs) chance of winning. It It could could happen. happen. But we don't project it happening. (laughs) Okay. So let's look at the wild card. As when we did our little preview of what the Challenge Cup is, there's the East, the West, and the Central Divisions, right? Four teams in each one. That's all 12 teams in the league. Top team in each one. So first place in each single one will move on to the knockout round. And then the top finishing second place out of all three, we'll move on. And then the knockout tournament basically is like a semifinal. There's two matches and then there's a final. Let's talk about our chances for that wild card. Now, if we win our next match, we jump up to second place with seven points. And if we win against San Diego, which is going to be our final, 
Challenge Cup match. I know it feels like we're playing San Diego like every other weekend now, but it's just the <laughs> way the scheduling worked out. We will win, end up with those 10 points that I was talking about tying the OL reign, but we will be in second place. Now we have to look at, this is where I went deep dive and I started looking at the other possibilities for the other groups. Gotham FC has three matches left where we have two matches left. So in the East, they must lose at least two of those three. Oh, dang. And we have to have a better goal differential. So if they win one out of the three, we'll be tied with them at 10 points. But then again, it comes down to that goal differential. So let's see if Gotham loses all of them. Who knows? (laughs) So not only that would only knock out or rule out of contention Gotham. Then we have in the central, we have Kansas City, who's currently in second. Unfortunately for them, they're at nine points, I believe. So they just can't win anything. The last two matches that they have to lose, both matches. Now, the only... The only saving grace that we have on all of this is that because these last couple matches happen during this World Cup break, where all your all your heavy hitters, all your heavy hitters, I'm not going to say your best players because you have good players on your teams no matter what, but your heavy hitters that have been called up to their national teams, they're all going to be gone. So we're all playing with reduced deck here. So you never know. So it's a really, really, really long shot. Might have to add another really long shot. But all that to say, it is possible. But Becky, have fun with it. Just keep going with the experimentation. Those are so far fetched scenarios where all the chips need to fall in the correct place that, (laughs) you know what? Play to your heart's content. If you end up winning and you don't quite make it because someone else also wins, you know what? You did amazing. You're doing amazing so far. Let's just keep it going. Yeah, I completely agree. As cool as it would be to place and move on in the challenge right now, just go have fun. Like, I think the stress the team has been under over the last couple seasons, injury-wise, people wise like transitions and weird things that have happened it's easy to lose sight of why you're there in the first place and it's like right now i'm just like go have fun go play like it's club soccer and it's turned like a weekend tournament with all your best friends and just go ball out who cares leave it all out there and i'm just excited i'm excited for a home game these should be the these should be the orange slice matches these should be yeah absolutely Your taco like, boat, you, donuts after the game, Capri Suns, orange slices, all that good stuff. If this is the match you want to try the panenka or <laughs> whatever yeah. it may be, go for it. Are, Have fun are we practicing it. Olympicos on a corner kick? I don't know. You know what would be cool if we did? Also, shout out to my nephew whose team won their championship this weekend down in San Diego who had an Olympico. Like, it's just See, dope. And I'm just, just like, dope. yes, those are... yeah, and, just do and it. And for the, the two terms that we just used, just in case you need to, you don't know or you need the refresher, the Olimpico is when someone takes a corner kick and all by themselves, they've kicked it in a way where it just curves on its own volition and gets into the goal without anybody else touching it. Boom. Done. Like, 
super easy. Why doesn't everybody do that? Because it's <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and then the panenka is in a penalty kick. It's when, you know, usually players try to like power through that thing, kick it as hard as they can, pick a corner and just go for it. A panenka is the fake out. It's running up to the ball, getting the keeper to dive one way or another, and then just softly kicking it and chipping it over. I okay. equate that to, do you remember, do you remember, um, the movie Rookie of the Year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes. when when he can't beat anybody because his arm has, when it magically healed and it had this like slingshot action and then he loses yeah. it on the big game. Uh, no spoilers, right? Or spoiler <laughs> alert, really. I mean, honestly, um, that movie is like 30 <laughs> years old if you haven't seen it. That's not my fault. <laughs> Says the girl who's seen like a total of 45 movies in her whole life. <laughs> If, if Rookie of the Year gets spoiled for you, just go watch it. You That just and then, is a sign. You know, he just looks at his mom and he's like, oh, yeah, the little softball, like, backhanded yep, toss. toss. And that's going to win. That's going to beat the big, muscly steroid <laughs> man that's on the base <laughs> trying to hit the ball. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's the chip over the goalie like very softly kicked but it's you've already made the goalie dive one way or another mm-hmm. um it's they kind of a to, really risky they had to play their hand and then exactly and then it's a very risky move yes it's one of those super high risk high reward if you make it it's almost it's like half insulting but also half okay you got me mm-hmm. i'll give it to you you got me it's like a burn it's like oh yeah dang it but then when you miss Yep. It's just even worse because it's like, why did you even do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So with that, like I mentioned in my crazy rant that I just went through, <laughs> our next match in this Challenge Cup is going to be against the Portland Thorns. And the great thing is that it's going to be another home game at BMO Stadium. It's a 20-hour down- of soccer day. It is, yes. there are th- it is a big deal. Angel City is doing stuff for it. You can go watch games at the stadium starting at what, 1230? That morning? Yes. Actually, yeah. hold on, hold on. Hold on yeah, me, we'll post me... about it too. But there's three World Cup games at like 1230. Three? I don't know. I'm making this up now. But I know the first one's at 1230. And it's just like they're giving away medals for people who come and stay for all three games. And then come to the game okay. tonight. Like, uh, I, so I just I'm pulled not, it up. I, it's so dope. <laughs> so and I I'm just such pulled a it up. weenie and I can't do it. Go to angelcity.com slash community slash events slash the dash ultra. We'll repost it, retweet it, rethread it, do whatever we need to. But yes, we play the... Portland Thorns on Saturday the 29th. It's actually our last Saturday game for the entire season. Which really? I didn't even kind of a that. bummer. Yeah, yeah, it is. All the other games from here on out are definitely going to be Sundays. Um, Noted. So this... That, so I'm just taking Saturday, it day by day if you haven't figured it out right now. I'm like, yeah. I'll figure that out later. So Saturday matches are the ones that can usually that start later. So the match is going to be at 7 p.m. for this Portland Thorns match. Most Sunday games start at 5 o'clock. Yeah. But 
Yes, if you go to that link that we just said, Angel City has been hosting watch parties for the World Cup. We've been re- reposting them. We've been hyping them up. We've tried to go to a couple. One of them was full, and <laughs> Angela couldn't yeah. even make it in. There was we a watch in, party plus we a wedding. Out. Yeah, at one of the breweries, there was a wedding going on at the same time as the game. And then three trucks were, like, overwhelmed because I don't think they were, like, on to know that they could do this many people. It was just a lot. And the nice thing was that my aunts live, like, 10 minutes down the road. So we, my girlfriend and I You had left. somewhere to go. Yeah, we had somewhere to go because every we would try to get to different screens because they had four or five different screens at this one brewery. Everywhere we tried to move, someone would stand in the middle of the screen, like in the middle of the TV. <laughs> at one of them, one woman was like three feet three feet back, and we were both like, "I." That's when we were like, "I can't do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so we just went over to my aunt's house, and I ordered food for us, and I was like enjoy the game we were explaining soccer to them and it was fun so yes they have what they're calling the ultra four matches in one day so saturday july 29th 12 30 a.m will be the sweden versus italy then at 3 a.m will be france versus brazil at 5 30 a.m at 5 30 a.m we have panama versus jamaica and then you've got the rest of the day for you to rest. And at 7 p.m. will be the home match at BMO Stadium. But of course, 7 p.m. means you're going to have to get there earlier. So you're probably going to be there by 5, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, so go to the website. We're going to post it up tonight. We're going to post it up when the episode goes live. You have to RSVP. You don't. We don't know where the watch party is. It's somewhere in West L.A., You'll get the address once you actually get approved for the RSVP. The deadline is going to be Thursday on the 27th to sign up. And like Angela said, there's going to be a there's going to be a medal. It's like you it's like you ran a marathon or something. Honestly, though, it's old. It's all turn. <laughs> so so I run, and I run half marathons mostly. And I literally only do it for the metal. I look at what the metal design is and I'm like, that's dope. I'm going to run this one. Yep. (laughs) So I'm jealous. (laughs) I don't have have the energy or the time to do something like this. But I would definitely, Mario 10 years ago would definitely do this. Oh, Angela 10 years ago would be like, uh, first person to sign up, see you there. If you're not going to be there, we're not friends anymore. Like full on, (laughs) so hardcore about it. But now Angela is like, maybe I should just take a nap and I'll watch the replay of this. Well, when I can use my brain. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, this will be part of that ultra, that crazy day of 20 plus hours of soccer. But let's get into the game. Let's get into what we're looking forward to here. If you're still awake by the point of going to this game (laughs) after watching all the World (laughs) Cup stuff, what are we looking out for? First of all, I just want to bring to light that between these two teams, there's, let's see, one, two, three, almost 10 players who are notably missing because they are half a world away. Um, <laughs> we've talked about it a million times. June, Allie, Julie Earth, Alyssa Thompson, all of our angels overseas, Vanessa Gill, Swaby, like they're off gallivanting in Australia, New Zealand for Portland. 
a lot of these names are going to sound a little real familiar if you've listened to our World Cup episodes. Sophia Smith, Crystal Dunst, Kristen Sinclair, Rocky Rodriguez, Hina Seguida. All of them are overseas right now. So a huge chunk of both teams starting lineups are... I will, I like, will say a, a, oof, a bigger air. chunk. Yeah, a bigger chunk of Portland is gone. Yes. So very true. <laughs> very, very <laughs> that true. That plays in our favor. <laughs> Always. So for Angel City... In general, I mean, a little bit with Portland, too, but especially for Angel City, I'm really curious about our roster updates and injuries that occurred right before the break. If you didn't see, Sid is dealing with broken rib. And after that last home win, she just booked it to the locker room after being down on the field for a while. I'm guessing that's what happened. But it, I hate it. <laughs> and I think she yeah. does, too. I will say, too, she skewered someone on the end, which was the best thing I have seen in the comments to her Instagram post. Some dude, some internet man, like <laughs> trademarked internet man, like a Florida man, like that, commented something like, oh, you're injury prone. You need to hang it up, blah, blah. She was like, well, you're bald. Maybe you shouldn't have a hand or something like that. It was just like, dang. Like, <laughs> sir, she got bodied into the ground. That doesn't necessarily make you injury prone. It means somebody's body collided with yours and then your, a bone was broken. Is it great? No. I hope she's healing well. I hope she's doing okay. It just sucks. Emma Vignola, I'm really hoping, is on the mend. There hasn't been a lot of like updates out of training. Just nice pictures yeah. on Instagram. Dean Henri is with the team. I know we mentioned that she's not with the French team. And didn't make the World Cup roster. Oh, she made the World Cup roster, but then had to, had to leave training. Because a... Yeah, because of the results of an MRI. So yes, that's one I of those. I want to say it was the quad, but yeah, it was like basically, a... it was not a serious enough injury to call it a season, but it was a serious enough injury where the intensity of. If you're playing of... like 30 games in two weeks. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. The intensity of the World Cup was, and honestly, everything I was reading leading up to our stuff, our pods, where she is, she is one of their kind of headliners. She's one of their heavy hitters, and so yeah. it's not like they would have taken her to be like, oh yeah, you know, play whenever you want. It's like, no, we absolutely need you, or we're gonna have to get someone else in your spot that can help out as much as you will so exactly and that's that was the case so i'm hoping everything's going well here with training and people getting healthy simone charlie is back in two shoes which as someone which who's is exciting recovered from an ankle surgery the first day of having on two shoes is the best feeling in the whole wide world it feels real <laughs> weird but it's the best like, I cried a good long time when I got two shoes back on. So I know that recovery for an Achilles injury is bonkers. Reconstructive ankle surgery is no joke. I'll tell you that much. But yeah. So I'm curious to see who will be on our roster and who's available and all of that come Saturday. The team is known for not putting out our starting lineup until like 14 seconds before they're announced yeah. in the stadium. So I have no idea what we'll see the next weekend, but who, okay. 
my other big like talking point is will the tremendous tweed unbeaten streak remain as of right now our interim coach becky has not lost a match we have either had a draw or won a game i love and it you know what that's a result that's a point all of those well, result in points <laughs> They, exactly. Yeah, they all gave us points, which is yeah. amazing. So unbeaten streaks, I'm down for. I am very much team Becky. A lot of the comments coming out of post-game pressers or things or interviews have led to the feeling that the players are saying a lot without saying a lot in that sense where it seems like the locker room was lost way before I even thought it was. So I think they're all really happy to be training at the level they're training at. I think it was, you know, I have no idea. I don't remember who said this at all. Maybe Paige or no, it was Savannah McCaskill who said that this, they had been training harder in the last month than they had in a long time. And it was definitely like they were getting results from what they were doing. Like they're having way more fun and working 10 times as hard. And it was showing and everybody was pumped about it. So I'm down if they're down. Like, Team Becky, let's go. Like we've mentioned before, if Angel City ends up somewhere around the same finishing that we got last year. Yep. Not, you know, barring the Challenge Cup, which is like a half, like, it's there, but Mm -hmm. half the people are paying attention. Um, (laughs) But in the regular season, if we land somewhere we did last year given the context of how bad the beginning of the season was what becky inherited and how she turned it around to get us in Mm -hmm. that i believe what was what was it eighth Eighth place place. yeah so if we're like up around eighth place i'm pretty sure it's just look maybe give her a one-year contract yeah make her make her the full-on head coach for at least a year And I think if we get into the playoffs, regardless of the situation, maybe we get knocked out the first round. But if we make the playoffs, boom, give her a Mm -hmm. multi-year contract. Give her two, give her three-year contract just to say, look, you're building something great. Yeah, exactly. The players respect you. The players are behind you. We're going to be behind you. Let's work together. And ACFC being the young club that they are, there's growing pains. There's, we got to learn, right? And the only way to learn is you make the mistake. I think you learn. Hopefully, this just means great things about this. And I love tremendous tweet. I, I like that. <laughs> I sat that there at, in writing these notes, and I was like, "What's a good word that starts with a T?" Like I, I thought about this for a long time, so I'm really glad you like. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a hashtag. It. It's going to be a hashtag now. Nice, tremendous tweet. Alrighty, so players to watch. Yes, there's a lot of people missing, but there are still a lot of great players on the pitch. I'm curious and excited to see what, honestly, all of our forwards and attacking midfielders do over the next couple games. And I mean, it kind of goes without saying for every team in the NWSL, because a lot of teams are missing their lead scorers, their lead midfielders. Like we said, their heavy hitters are all on their national teams, regardless of country. So everyone is looking to capitalize on those gaps. So yes, there's replacement players. Yes, there's backups that could easily be a starting player on another team or in another league or what have you. But 
no matter what, like, I'm so curious to see what's going to happen this season, given the fact that so many people are away at the World Cup. To spotlight an ACFC player, realizing I'm running out of players to talk about. So <laughs> we might just dial down ACFC players to one or two per episode. I wanted to talk about Danny Weatherholt. She is honestly probably one of the nicest players in the NWSL. If somebody hurts Danny, I'll just be devastated. She's from San Diego, San Clemente, and she is a stalwart of the league. We She's played on a couple different teams, but was at the Pride for a while. We acquired her during the fire sale, a.k.a. the expansion draft and the gutting of Orlando <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> She has made an impact on the field and in the community for every team that she's played on. She's still in touch with some youth community members that she met through her like community work, I believe, in Orlando. And it's very much like visiting kids in hospitals, being there for families and staying in touch with them even after she's left when we were playing in Orlando last season. That family showed up at the game, like very connected communities that she's touched. And it just shows she's a leader on the field. She's co-captain this year with Cap, Allie Riley. I just, her name is Cap in my head. She's my <laughs> captain. The way I cried during the opening New Zealand game. But anyway, Danny Weatherholt, she's going to be the leading force, like the veteran force of our midfield while... JJ's away. So I'm excited to see what she pulls out. Savannah McCaskill and her have been like the duo that's been constant in the midfield over the last two years. Danny will be in the midfield, making great passes, making great plays, breaking up offense from Portland. So I'm just, I'm excited. I love watching her play. She's like a gazelle. She's tall. <laughs> and she's just like, like a gazelle i like it yeah like it. she she's so graceful but like then she'll just jump for a header and body somebody into the ground like it's wild after the san diego game in san diego the regular season game she posted on instagram gotta love rivalry weekend it had scratches all over her face yeah like we talked <laughs> yeah, about it, it here on got the intense. podcast like we were like don't do that to danny yeah, all right so, so- Oh. Looking out on the field, Danny is a midfielder, number... 17. Number 17. All right. Yep. So if you're keeping an eye on all she'll of these... She'll most likely uh, have the captain's armband as well, so she'll probably be easy to find. It'll probably be either her or Jasmine Spencer with Allie Riley's absence. So easier to find. Nice. Yeah. So for Portland, I want to talk about three different players. Sam Coffey is the first one. She was in the running for two or last season's Rookie of the Year, which says a whole bunch. She's been up and down on the U.S. national team. She, I'm assuming she's going to be on a little bit of a revenge tour, given the fact that she did not make the World Cup roster. There's a little bit of a controversy. I understand the decision. I also don't. It's one of those like, okay, but huh. That's a choice, but <laughs> I think, I mean, so far, we, U.S. has only played one game. I think we're doing all right. We're going to be okay, but I'm curious to see how Sam really, like, steps up for Portland while everybody else is gone and what kind of difference she makes. I'm hoping for Angel City's sake, not much, 
that's just me being selfish and wanting to win. But yeah, she's a huge, she's a scoring threat. She's a defensive threat. She's just everything and a great player all around. So don't be surprised if you see her called up sooner rather than later with the national team again after the World Cup or in the future in general. She's young. She's a great player. You'll like her name is in the mix for the different things. Bella Bixby. The goalkeeper for Portland. You may remember she scored against us in like the last millisecond of the game. No, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Good for Just her. She... I stop it. Like <laughs> interesting thing, Bella. I mean, she's a fantastic keeper and really pushing the game forward, but also being like a total homer. She's from Oregon, went to school at Oregon State, like very much a hometown kid playing in her home, not necessarily her home city because it's not Portland, but still like very much an Oregonian. Mm-hmm. And a really interesting thing is she's actually actively trying to push the league along with a bunch of fans, which I have also sent a petition because I don't like the light shows at a lot of stadiums. I end up with a headache most of the time. <laughs> but Bella is actively trying to push the NWSL to force the end of light shows in certain stadiums after a team scores because they're negatively impacting fans and players who are neurodivergent are included. So it's a really big push right now to make the NWSL even more inclusive. ACFC does a lot to accommodate everyone in multiple ways, this being one of them. But I think it's Louisville... And oh, there's another team I can't think of, but they have these like crazy light shows that happen after a goal is scored, you know? So it goes from being like a normal, like 730, let's say game. Yeah, like all, and, all the lights just start kind of going. Yeah, they start going big on and strobing off, like and stuff strobing. Like that. And it's not great for folks on the spectrum, folks with like sensory processing disorders, anything at all. So it's one of those where this is a place that we are totally encouraging people to make as inclusive as possible. And this is part of it. So yeah, Bella Bixby is a big proponent of no light shows in stadiums. And I agree. We shouldn't have things in stadiums that negatively impact fans or players just in general. And if that's one of them, yeah, they're cool for some people, but not for others. And I think there's other ways to show celebration with, yeah, I, I mean, I'm physical I'm, displays. I'm totally for it. I'm not one who would be sensitive to light shows, but I do understand that. And especially as a player, if you get scored on, really, because it's it would happen at the away stadiums, right? If you get scored mm-hmm. on and all of a sudden the lights start flickering, that's just going to affect the rest of your game. Yeah. And if as a team you're doing that, knowing what it is, you're just being the asshole, right? You're you're just <laughs> yeah, being like, like, this is my know. advantage, but it's like, no, 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 no. Just that's not a you good know what? advantage does, to have. Does it take away from the experience for me by not having a light show? No. Like, <laughs> why would I be against not having a light show? It taking it away would not take away the experience, right? Of what just happened, or the feeling in the stadium, everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be yelling. 
there's probably going to be music blaring. I don't think you can really do much about music yeah, the loud noises and stuff like that. Is, but yeah. It's a stadium. It's going to be exactly. loud. But yes, strobing lights, come on. And I want to say maybe we haven't been doing that. I don't know 100% just because, again, I am not like sensitive to that. I so think... it's not something I would notice. I don't think so. I don't think. Well, it's great. Great yeah. for us. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe so. So, I mean, all of that just leads to Bella. That's amazing. Keep fighting for it. Hopefully the NWSL makes it a thing. But also stop scoring against us. You're the goalie. Like, don't. Go like, back you have to no your. Be- yeah, you have no business in your being net. on that side. <laughs> There's no there. reason. There's no reason for you to be there. Definitely. And then you're not allowed to touch the ball with your hands in that side. So don't go over there. The worst part is a little back heel, like a little pink. Like, ugh. <sighs> we're not talking about okay. it. Okay. All right. You let's move on. If you yeah. want to see the goal, you can look it up online. It exists. Okay. Um, so goal, goalkeeper number one. All right. Yes. <laughs> and then Morgan Weaver is one of the forwards for Portland. She was the second overall pick in the 2020 draft and has just been doing great since then. Being on a team like Portland, there's a lot of people you have to get through to get on the pitch. But in 2022, so last season, she scored seven goals, which is a lot. Savannah McCaskill scored seven goals for us last season. So that's easily on a team like Portland. We have like Sophia Smith and Sink and like these amazing goal scoring machines it might not seem like a lot in to be able to carve out that much with that stack of stacked of a roster exactly exactly and it's oh she only scored seven it's like seven goals is a lot is a lot a lot a lot in soccer so you know portland's going to be looking to score without their heavy hitters so look for sam coffee at number 17 and morgan weaver at number 22 like just being in the right place at the right time we're trying to be hopefully our defense will break them up yeah all right well that's who you should be looking out for as far as who's on the pitch especially with the all those notable players down under but history wise between the teams we are down to our last two matches of the challenge cup so our history with them this year so far which means we've lost we lost. That was that's the one that's, that's the Becky. goal. That's the goal we don't want to talk about. So Yep. Yes. We lost by one. And pre Becky. Yes, that is correct. That is pre Becky. Yeah. It was pre Becky. That was a game where we played fantastic. We got on the board, we equalized, we went up again, they equalized again. And then in the last remaining seconds of the game, Miss Bella Bixby left her goal and came all the way across the pitch to just Look like dink in a little ball. I and do know we had a co- pretty good amount of traveling support at that game. There was some different. S- a lot of the different SGs had representation up at that at that match. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a lot of pictures about it. Maybe next year we get to join them or something. Um, oh yeah, we'll have to figure is, out think, an away game to go to next season. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. And then last year's Challenge Cup, we were split. Exactly. So ideally, we win this weekend and we split again. And we split again. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's our history in the Challenge Cup. So yeah. Hopefully, we we do the same thing. <laughs> 
All right. So just a quick reminder, this match is going to be taking place on Saturday, July 29th. Part of the Ultra Four Matches 20 Plus Hours of Football Day. Yeah, definitely check out the Ultra if you're interested in hanging out with a bunch of ACFC fans watching soccer all night. I wish I could be there. I think you do too. Like, it's one of those where in my heart of hearts, I'm there. Like, 100%. But in the real life responsibility of it all, I am not. But the game will be played at BMO. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. I'm sure there will be some kind of something going on before the game. They haven't really posted too much about it. It's been a big push on World Cup events. The game will be streamed on Paramount here in the U.S. For any international fans, nwslsoccer.com. And on iHeartRadio. If you are in the car or doing something where you're not around the TV or the internet. Feel free to check it out. Yep. And as always, we're on all the pod platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod, Overcast, all uh, the boxes, this one, this one and that one, <laughs> all the boxes. I check every single one. There's a bunch that I didn't even know existed, but we're on there. So you can find us wherever you want. You can share the pod with people from any one of those platforms that you want. And If you need a link to all of those, just go to casualfc.com. We've got our nice little website with all the episodes live there that you can stream directly on the website, or you can click on your favorite platform and go follow us there. We also, on all socials, we're keeping it consistent as possible, casualfcpod, P-O-D, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, We're also on threads now. Everybody jumped on this whole bandwagon while we were on this kind of World Cup break, but we're on there too. So go ahead, follow us on all those socials. We have been posting World Cup times for the Pacific. We've been posting results. We've been just any kind of news and notes we can find, any watch parties, all of that stuff. You can find it. Yeah, if you know of any watch parties coming up or any organizations, Hosting watch parties, send them our way. We want people there. You know I'll tell everyone to get the the TVs turned on in bars, restaurants, what have you. So let's and do watch it. Parties, watch parties in L.A. are a very unique thing in that L.A. is huge. So, yeah. yes, Angel City has watch parties. We will be posting about those official watch parties wherever they're holding them. They're doing a great job spreading it around, going to different bars. Mm-hmm. The There was a watch party in Hawthorne. There's been one in Silver Lake. There's been one in Culver City. There's They're going everywhere. Thousand Oaks. Um, like They're trying to get everything, every Thousand corner Oaks, yeah. of the city. Yeah. But AFC, ACFC is not the only people holding watch parties. We have the LA Soccer Club out here in the Valley they're also holding watch parties for various games, and mm-hmm. we've been posting all about theirs. There's a couple of places down in the OC that have been having watch parties for some of the older, earlier matches that we've been posting about also. So really, if you know of one, let us know. We'll share it. We'll boost it any way we can. We'd just love to get people to go out there and watch more soccer. We're also on YouTube. We're not on video. But if you like to listen to things on YouTube, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> we might be uh, on all... video one day. 
one day. <laughs> but we do post all our episodes there, so you can go watch them on YouTube. Hit subscribe, hit the like button, do all that good stuff. Help us out with one of these. Share the pod with a friend. You've listened to us this far. You probably like what we're saying. They probably will like it too. Leave a comment or leave a review. And also hit that subscribe button. I think all of those things help us in the small little ways that they can. Do one, do all, do none. It's it's all up to all you. good. Well, we it's appreciate all to you. it. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you probably on the World Cup episodes. Yeah, definitely. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.